for it. Like I feel I'm in flow. Like this is um, I'm receiving. I'm channeling, and um, yeah. But then it doesn't last for some reason. And I think what helps it last is like connecting with nature, breathing, those simple things like taking care of my food, my sleep. And when those things break, just break or slows down or just go out of out of like sync, then immediately like I feel ah. To be is to do. To do is to be. Welcome to do be do be do. Life is an ever-evolving process of doing and becoming, and becoming and doing through learning, growing, and discovering the magic of you. So yes, the ones who live on their terms, do what they feel, feel what they do, and challenge themselves to do be do away in harmony as they play the game of life. Okay, welcome to the third episode of do be do. Oh, there's a fly here. Welcome to the third episode of Do We Do with Nasser Sugair, a uh, writer, theater artist, uh, thinker, and a man who wears many hats. I'm going to let him do his introduction. Um, as a footnote, we've been speaking for 45 minutes and I forgot to press the record button. <laughs> we had some great insightful conversation. <laughs> so if you come back to it, that's great. I'll have to cut and paste somewhere down the line and mix and match during this whole podcast. But uh Yep, I'm going to let him take it off. So thank you for coming on board. Nasser, really appreciate it. Um, I met Nasser probably four or five years ago at uh, the hundreds for a film screening that I was doing there. I'm, I can't remember what it date was. Maybe it, maybe it was Happiness Day, I think. I can't remember, but one of those days. And after the conversa- after the film got over, we had a Q&A session. Nasser came up and we had a great conversation as well. And he told me about him quitting his job. And um, he doesn't know what he's going to do next because that was my story as well. And uh, and the reason I really want to speak to him is see how he's taking the leap outside of the corporate world to yeah find his passion to figure out what else the world has to offer him and what else he has to offer the world as well. And I think I have a lot of admiration for people who like him who just go out there and take a leap of faith because you know you never know what's out there until you really step outside your comfort zone. And he's truly gone and done that. So um, I haven't spoken to him in a while as well. So it's great to catch up and understand where he is and how his journey is coming along. Thank you for coming, Nasser. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So I'll let you make an introduction of yourself because I'm not sure if I did it justice, to be honest. You've done a great job. I'm really happy about being here with you. And uh, what I'm happier about is that we've been here together for 30 minutes. So we already have been having fun. So whoever is listening and watching right now, you're joining the fun in the middle of the fun <laughs> at the peak of it. So we are at the peak of having fun, and this is like a very deep conversation. Um, I am I'm so happy to like uh, know that you remember when we met because that was a long time ago. Like that was like 2016, which is I didn't I didn't even like before beforehand I didn't check if you remember when we met because I tried to remember it myself, and I was like, this is where we met. I remember that villa in Jumeirah yes, where you right. did the screening, and I walked afterwards to you. And just knowing that you still remember that means that this was an influential, like, an important moment for both of us. True. No, and, it was really, uh, I, think it, I was really glad we met. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes from a shared experience that you and I were having. And that shared experience, maybe a lot of people were even at that time going through. And even now, maybe listening to us might relate to, which is the experience of feeling like, like life and the way that we've been living life is not exactly um, something that speaks to us at the core of our soul. Like life and the way 
we've been riding this wave mm-hmm. um, over the last years felt like something is off, something is misaligned with who we are. And um, that's exactly like deeply what I felt. And I remember that I saw, I remember when you showed some of like clips of videos at the beginning of that documentary before it started, where even was speaking about that, speaking about feeling that, that misalignment with life. And um, I just like, it stays, it still stays with me like a, um, up until this moment. Um, at the time I had left my job in, um, in one of the top multinational companies. Um, and, uh, I had spent three and a half years in that job and, uh, yeah. So that was, um, that was a moment of explosion in my life when I had what I would call an identity crisis at a time when I just said, Hey, I don't want to do the thing that I'm doing right now. I want to do something different. What it is, I have no idea. But I'm going to go out there and find out whatever it is. Yes. Yes. That's the spirit. Or, or be out there and allow it to come to me. I think that was the kind of um, intention that I had at the time. Okay. Like I'll speak to Vikas as an example. I walk to him and I'll speak to him and I'll say, hey, Vikas, um, you know, I just can't relate. I can relate so much to what you just showed us in the documentary and the clips and uh, I'm on the same journey. Like I feel like we're on the same journey and that's it. And I don't expect what's going to come afterwards. I but think, things happen. I think that that's a great thing. Life just happens. I think that documentary was happy. If I'm not mistaken, about a lot of people who would quit the yes. jobs. Was it happy? It was happy. Yeah. About a lot yes. of people who quit their jobs. A lot of people who didn't know what to do with their lives and be following this spot right. because that's what society tells you. So on and so forth. Wow. Okay. A good moment to come up. I think it's a great moment. I think everything happens for a reason, so it's good. Well, if anything, I hope it inspired you, if nothing else. <laughs> so take us back to who you are and how did you get to that point? Who I am right now is someone who's in the process of continuous unlearning, shedding away identities that what I once called myself. Um, I'm in the process of um, chasing leads, unfolding around my missions and um, the human lab, which is something that I'm currently leading and figuring out, Mm -hmm. uh, which we can talk about at some point as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, And yeah, I'm in, um, currently I feel like uh, I'm in a journey of also... um, shedding away identities like i'm leaving social media at the moment uh canceling my facebook and instagram accounts for good so that's something that's happening at the moment and it's a life for me that i'm grieving and i'm and i'm i'm also like um feeling fully have you what comes with it end of october so i'm kind of like give a like an announcement to everybody if you want to stay in touch um let's connect and i'll and let's exchange our information so i gave that until end of october Kind of like, um, I don't want to leave all of a sudden, but to give justice to people and our friendship. Fair enough, justice. Do you, do you want to share why you're leaving Facebook and Instagram? Or do you, want to, do you want to share? If you don't want to share, it's completely fine as well. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. It's like, if you just try to find one reason, I don't think it can, I don't think one or two or three or ten reasons can speak to it. I feel like I'm called to leave the social media. I think I can talk about 
millions of things why it's beneficial and millions of other things why it's harmful. So it's like a, kind of like a coin with two faces mm-hmm. and a double-edged sword. That's a better Absolutely. metaphor for it. Um, and and it's it's I feel cold to leave and I feel cold to stop playing the social media game mm-hmm. and to start focusing on playing the game of life because I think that it's just exhausting to be out there virtually trying to trying to define who I am and trying to keep relationships that are supposed to be dying, that are supposed to be going away and to try to keep identities and stories and memories of mine that keep popping up. Hey, you did this a year ago. Hey, you did this two years ago. And uh, I feel like I'm the virtual world, digital world is a place where it's hanging on to the past Mm -hmm. and reliving those patterns again and again. Um, And that game is just, um, just not satisfying for me anymore. And on top of it, I think what's making it a no brainer for me to leave is that I know that because I'm playing the social media game, others are playing it. So when I think that I'm the reason for others playing social media, for being addicted to it, for being impacted by it, both in, in a great impactful way and, and another way in an addictive and, 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 uh, and a harmful way in both like sides of the coin, I feel like, I am responsible for also leaving it so others can like maybe uh, reduce it or leave it or find um, or play the game of life more. That's, that's, I think the best way I can explain. Put the phone down and get out there basically. Yeah. I mean, face to face. Yeah. Meet them face to face or be in solitude, like both in solitude, meet yourself, meet Mm -hmm. others, meet the world. And it's not just people, like I, like the first thing that comes to my mind, yes, people, absolutely, that's on top of the list. Then also like meeting myself and meeting the world, like being in nature and connecting with the sky, connecting with the sun, with the trees, with the, with like feeling the, 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 the sunlight on my skin. I like, ah, the humidity, it's a beautiful thing. Like if you connect with that, like it's just a, it's a natural part of, um, of the universe, the laptop that I'm looking at right now, the, the lighting, the microphone, they're all like things that, that I am happy to meditate and be with rather than um, just being in a race with myself and being in a race with others. Um, yeah, so I think mm. it's just about connecting with everything, not just people, but with myself and the world. Oh, that's good. That's a good stance. I hope you I hope you enjoy that more. I mean, you feel more fulfilled after you've done that, I think, and really out there playing the game and being where you want to be. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I'm sure you will. I'm sure I have I no idea. You. I've, I know a few friends who have left social media and they're very content. They're very happy not being online, spending any time online, being with people who they really like to spend time with wholly and solely, but being attentive to who they're prov- giving attention to and living that moment, living that moment wholly and solely. So, yeah, as you said, there are pros and cons to it, I guess. That's what you realize within yourself and how you enjoy it. And I'm sure, I mean, social media has been around for what, like 20 years now, odd? Before that, I think everyone's singing along just fine. So I don't think there's going to be anything changing unless you don't want to adapt to it. Yeah, I think you'd be, you'd be, you'd do well. So going back to... Who you were and who you are now till you came to that point where we met and then we can take it from that point where we met and then what's happened with you after that, the human lab and so on. Uh, 
So, before we met, who were you? I was a person struggling. I was a I was a stuck person. Sorry, I'm going to um, interrupt you over there. Sorry, do you sure. see yourself? Were you are you a different person now than who you were? Since then? I am definitely, I would call it uh, a less person, a person less than who I was. I'm not a different person. I am that same person, but with way less things than what I used to identify myself with. Okay, that's great. So let's figure. Let's go find out who you were, and then we come back to who you are now and see where the things. Like, what did I lose on the evolved way? To become less, yes. The less, that's more. I think. <laughs> I believe. I love that. <laughs> okay, so who were you before then? Before you came to that point where you decided to leave your job, or leave everything you wanted to leave. I was a a person who worked in the corporate world who spent most of his days and nights working and dedicated to a mission um, of, of the company and a person who um, was very much uh, very much living in society's terms and the expectations around me. Uh, at the same time, I was happy looking but not really happy from the inside. I was checking out all the boxes that I'm supposed to be checking out, but not even knowing what are the boxes that I want to check for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the best way I can define myself back then. I was an, um, so I'm an engineer. I am an engineer. I was not an engineer, just was, but also still am an engineer. I have two degrees in engineering, a bachelor and master's. Um, and I worked in engineering for some time. And, and then after that, I left at some point, joined uh, Procter & Gamble mm-hmm. uh, to work in something totally away from engineering. Um, yeah, I had... Um, I had uh, like um, just dedicated my life towards the logical technical world, the world that is all about problem solving, the world where you engage your head and your brains and trying to come up with solutions. And that really was the part that was most alive, active, and exercised at that time. So if you look at Nasser back then, you would see a head. Like anything below here does not exist. Like, yes, it's there and you can see it, but if you scan it, and let's say if uh, if blue is like online and red is offline, you'll see this area is blue and everything else is red. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> okay, and what got you to the point of leaving that job then? You were there for three years, or you said early in our conversation. Three and a half years. Three yes, half years. three and a half years. Is in the engineering job. So in engineering space, I spent, I think, around a year, a bit more than a year. Okay. And it was, I I'd spent like six months in one job in one field and six months in another. And then after that, three and a half years with Procter & Gamble, where I did like things related to logistics, supply chain management, customer service. I was involved in tax, legal systems, like all kinds of things. Uh, I was blessed to be uh, trusted for that. And I was I was handed a, like a big role, one that like I just dedicated my life towards, and I had a big team uh, reporting to me, 
I uh, started with 15 people report, reporting to me from the first day, and that grew up to 30 direct reports. So I was like, I'm like trusted for, and, and also taught and um, being take, well taken care of um, in, in doing that job. So I grew so much in my corporate mental, logical, problem-solving skills and personality. Wow. Did you enjoy those days in the corporate world? I, I enjoyed being praised for them. I enjoyed uh, the interactions and the excuses that I had back then to connect with others and to learn about others. Because mm -hmm. without a job, there's no excuse to, to go and talk to a colleague. Um, so I enjoyed those moments of friction, mm -hmm. those moments when things were, because my big part of my job was just to, you know, um, solve problems. And, you know, any problem that comes up, customers complaining, someone is complaining, project is failing, something is failing. I step in. That's my job. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was loving that. I was loving the rush of it. I was loving the challenge of it. And I loved just thinking about how do I approach it from which angle? How do I deal with that situation and how to come up with a solution? And yeah, that, that's what I got promoted for. So three years, less than three years after my entry of, to Procter & Gamble, I was promoted. And then four months later, I quit my job. Wow. So three and a half years, you got a promotion. Four months later, you quit your job. So, I mean, what goes on? How does a person have a job of his dreams, I assume, by then? Gets promote, gets a promotion as well. Uh, how old were you then? I was 25. You're 25. <laughs> you got 30 people reporting to you. You work for Procter & Gamble. Well looked after, very happy, everything went. How does someone quit their job at 25 uh, where everything's working out for them? Identity crisis. <laughs> I identity think that's the crisis. best. Or I identity, think that's what I was going through. Illumination, perhaps. So Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a better word for it. Identity illumination. Um, so what was going on? What was going on is misalignment. What was going on is not knowing, not understanding why I feel dissatisfied, why I feel discontent, why I feel unhappy, despite all the boxes being checked off. Mm -hmm. Like all the boxes are checked off. I'm still unhappy. So what's going wrong? Like what's wrong? And that's, that was another problem that my brain wanted to solve because my brain is so good at solving problems. And then when my brain stepped in and tried to figure out the way I think it made it a crisis. It made that identity illumination back then, which I don't call illumination, I call crisis. It made it a crisis because it made it a problem that I have to solve. And I think I look at it right now as a blessing. I look at it as um, I look at it as identity crisis, and I define them as something that is a blessing because they are calling. Mm -hmm. They are like a calling that comes to you and tells you that something is off. You are this while what is calling you what your heart is calling you and what life is calling you for is something else whether you know it or not mm -hmm. but there seems to be a gap between both two and not figuring out how to fill that gap was something that was very frustrating and felt like a crisis for me and you could feel it although you had everything going for you yeah, you can feel that gap and you can feel that gap widening. The more you get praised and the more you get awarded and the more you get um, 
money, whatever I call a promotion. So I think the promotion was was the, was the hammer. The trigger, yeah. That, yeah, it was a trigger for me that made me just panic. Like, wow, I am really speeding up in my journey and I'm heading to that place that I can see so clearly. Mm. I can see so clearly and I saw back then so clearly. And I don't want to be there. I, I am there actually when I look at it in the future. So back then in, in, in 2015, I'm looking at it and, say, and seeing myself there already. So it wasn't a question of when. It was just, I'm there. I can live it in this moment. And that scared me. And that made me feel like, okay, so where do I go from here? <laughs> and that's the question that is so difficult to answer. That's a question that even adds more dissatisfaction, more unhappiness. Because we started looking, I started looking back then at the goal. Like, where do I want to reach? Where the destination? Which direction do I go to? Okay. And what was the enlightening answer that you came up with? Where do you go from here? So how did you manage I that? You quit your job and what did you do then? So before quitting my job, I was working, I was immersed in the field of personal development and I was okay. learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I was working towards my coaching certificate, life coaching certificate. Okay. And I finished a training course of like 70 hours before I quit my job. And I was reading so many, like I was reading books and I was one of my favorites are like um, for Robin Sharma. Mm-hmm. Um, I was following a lot of his work and also Tim Ferriss. Um, and like the four hours work week and all like those, those famous books that, um, that were enlightening and they promised me with some, uh, glimpse of satisfaction and happiness. Mm -hmm. And I fell for them. I fell for the, for the idea of self-development and setting goals and reaching destinations that were way far from here and way different than where I am, where I was back then. Um, so I quit my job with all of that, mm-hmm. with the intention that I'm going to become a life coach and someone who is influential for the young people. And my focus was on university students and, y- and young graduates, fresh graduates from university to guide them on prepare for life after graduation and figuring out the truth of like, not what you study is what you should necessarily end up mm-hmm. doing. You could, and maybe that's. Matt's, that's something you enjoy, but for most of us, we chose our major just with a, a simple decision of like, uh, like for example, for me, I was in a school bus and, and, the, and how I chose my major is that they were asking, my friends were asking, so what major are you going to study? And the first person said, um, electrical engineering. The second said civil engineering. And the third said civil engineering. And then my turn came mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to say. So I just copied and I said civil engineering. And that's how I chose my major. Yeah. That's how I remember choosing it. It was that simple thing. And to think that I was going to build my life based on a degree that I chose with such simple <laughs> decision uh, was was just not logical at all. And I was willing to let go of everything that I had back then, whether that's an engineering degree or whether that's my engineering jobs or Five the job that I had. Life, or six years of your life or eight years of your life and let go and start all over Let's again. say all my life. Yeah, I'd say all my life because in school I was so focused on science and like mathematics and physics and all of that. And I was so good at it. 
that's what scared me the most. Is I was so good at it. Like, because if you're good at something, then why the hell are you leaving it? That's from sure. the people around you. They would ask you that. Like, are you crazy? Like, are you crazy? You just got promoted. You're leaving. You're just like, you're, you're at the top of the game. And you're like, you just want to leave the game? What the hell is going on with you, Nasser? Mm-hmm. And like, shake me. Shake Nasser. Maybe he'll come back to his senses. Like, what the hell is going on, Nasser? So I was, I was really, I was receiving lots of shakes mm-hmm. um, from the people around me. And it was quite tough to make these decisions. I'm quite sure, especially with your folks and family and community and friends. Yeah. It's not easy. It's still difficult. It's still difficult up until like really? even now, it's still difficult, but, but way less difficult than what it was before, okay. because there is a pattern that when when someone is 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 really shifting and changing and over time creates a pattern, then it's easier it's easy for people around us for our loved ones to see that pattern and they project that pattern. So dropping out of engineering set up a new pattern of like dropping out of the next thing that you're leaving engineering for. So when that happens, the people are not surprised, but they would be surprised the first time it happens and so on with everything, like applied to everything else. True. Um, so yeah, that was, that was something. So my pattern right now for the people around me is that they gave up on me mm-hmm. and they think that I'm headed towards like places that are probably not best for me. Maybe I'm destroying my life. Or maybe now I think the story is changing slowly towards like we trust him. He's he's figured it out the last seven years. You know, he's not broke. He's not in the streets. He's not dying. <laughs> he's actually still alive. He's doing well. He's, he's learning stuff. He's growing. He's entering new spaces. I think there's a slow change in that story from oh, the people around me. That's good. Do you want to share your story of what happened after you quit your job or what you've come across and who the sure. new you is after you? Yeah. After you sure. your job with Procter & Gamble. Fast forward, I think, um, I want to shorten the following four years. Mm-hmm. So fast forward and throughout those four years, what happened is that I quit. And then I was following that dream of wanting to influence students and, you know, um, like really open their eyes on figuring out their passions and their purpose. And I was using these words, passion and purpose, passion and purpose, helping people figure out, helping young people, students and fresh graduates figure out their passion and purpose and work towards it. And I was doing that for the following two, three years. Because when I quit my job, I was working alone. And then I stumbled upon um, a government entity that was uh, an, uh, a governmental uh, incubator for mm-hmm. entrepreneurship incubator, uh, an entrepreneurship center that helped young students. And it was based in the middle of the American University of Sharjah, okay. helping students start their own businesses. So I worked there as a, a trainer mm-hmm. and I was guiding students on figuring out what to do with life after graduation and opening their eyes on new ways of seeing life whether they start their businesses or they start thinking in an entrepreneurial, more open-minded way. So that was really cool two years where I delivered hundreds of workshops and, uh, and sessions to thousands of students across the UAE. Wow. And then once again, as always, at some point, that curve starts flattening and, I, and those questions come back to me, the questions of like, how does it feel working in here? How does it feel trying that? How does it feel and start to think about the possibilities? I had the urge again to blow up my life and to move on to the next thing. So 
I had a simple decision of like, I want to leave my job and start my own company, which is focused on training and facilitation of workshops. Mainly was idea was to do it for corporate, for mm-hmm. the corporate world. Um, so I can manage to make it sustainable and figure out a source of revenue uh, and focus on team building. So that was uh, around the start of 2019. I started my company, The Human Lab. Um, to wor- worth mentioning um, is that I got involved in theater the previous two years. So when I was working in the entrepreneurship center, I started, I'd never done art before in my life, but I figured, just discovered there's something called improv, mm-hmm. which is the idea of improvising on stage and creating shows on stage without a script. Uh, so I spent three years where I was in my day um, running trainings and, and giving speeches and talks to students across the UAE in the day and in the night I was building shows wow. and I was improvising on stage, acting and directing. Um, so yeah, that was my journey in those, like the following years that were really opened the space for me and helped me step into the arts, mm-hmm. which I had no background in at all. And also expanded my, and opened my mind about the possibility of having my own thing, building my own thing. Uh, so the human lab was built, but it was um, it was totally different than what it is right now. Okay, what did human? I mean, tell us more about the human lab and how did it kick off? How did you come up with the human lab and what was it meant to be and what what did be, what did become eventually? And where is it going? What it was and where you wanted to go? It was yeah, it was something that I felt that I was I was struggling. And the, in the, when I was building my business, I was struggling in actually making my business exactly what I wanted because what I really exactly wanted was something difficult to make money out of. Mm-hmm. So I was just adjusting to meet the market, starting with the market need. Mm-hmm. So naturally, when it started, it was just for corporates, workshops, team buildings, using the tools of theater so we can uh, encourage teamwork, boost optimism, creativity within teams. And I had I had clients here and there. I was making some money, some of it from theater, from acting. Mm-hmm. And some of it, some of the revenue, so I was doing role play within trainings, mm-hmm. acting as, a, like, as an actor within trainings. But at the same time, I was also running a facilitating team building. Um, so that happened for like, like six months and then I got sick and I actually dropped everything and stopped the human lab and I wanted to focus on my health. Okay. I, what happened is that I just totally just collapsed because um, I fell apart because I realized that the previous years I spent in my days working and in my nights acting and building shows, I um, discovered that I, my body was actually dying and falling apart and I wasn't taken care of. So Sorry I just stopped that. and I just decided, and I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that it happened because that was a year ago mm-hmm. when my immunity went down and there was no explanation for what was happening, but I was getting flu every, every few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I probably, I got it 10 times over just a three months span and then decided to stop completely, do nothing, like literally mm-hmm. do nothing. And just spending time in meditation and nature meditating and just being with nature like hours every day 
and um, I spent two months, two years, and that's right, two months in the U.S. traveling around the U.S. Mm-hmm. and just being with myself and being alone in solitude and meeting people. And then I came back and I was like, I'm gonna build the human lab how I want it to be. I'm not gonna build it for the market. And so it's now shifted towards um, facilitating and creating spaces of the unknown and designing mystery. Mm-hmm. So we can. Uh, so the idea is to help find the wisdom within. So when people are in the space of the unknown, where we are in the space of the unknown, we're able to discover wisdom within us that is not in the outside world. It's a wisdom that comes from our body, from 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 our ancestral wisdom from yeah from just the 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 imprint of who we are which is saved in us for for not millions of years Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah so that's something that i was doing until march came in covid hits and everything that i was doing is gone all my clients called canceled all the jobs and i'm back to like to scratch yeah exactly are you back Pursuing the human lab still? So in so I stopped for four months and then in July I restarted and we could kicked off. So then for the last three months, July, August, September, and now October, so three and a half months. I launched online and I changed the whole mission because now I'm doing everything online. So what I used to do face to face is not possible anyway anymore. So now the whole mission has changed. And it was looking at the need of connection. So what I'm looking looking at right now is belonging and connection. Wow. And the Human Lab is all about helping people connect with themselves, mm-hmm. others, and the world around them. And the way that I call it is the Human Lab is an interactive space to practice being human. So that is the main mission of the Human Lab is to help people practice being human, connect with themselves, others, and the world. And we do that through interactive group experiences online, which exactly. I've managed over the exactly. last three I said that really quick. I'm yeah. sorry. I just figured out like, oh, you already know it. You actually don't. Um, I should have said it slower. And uh, the best way to describe the interactive group experiences interactive is, group that they experiences. Are, mm-hmm. is that they are online containers where people come in, where we structure games and activities, um, where people are able, participants are able to explore themselves, mm-hmm. others in a space in between in a safe and brave space where they're able to show up and discover things about themselves and others in the process. Wow. Um, so that's a big part of what we do. And over the last three months I've delivered, uh, so far, um, to 400 people wow. over the last three months only, um, we've reached out to 400 people and the feedback has been like really great because, um, it's helping a lot of people, connect in with others while being isolated, while being quarantined, while people, while people being trapped inside their houses or trapped even in the, behind the masks outside. That's brilliant. And what's the objective of these connections or realizations you want people to come across? Um, it's a very good question because initially there was no expectation mm-hmm except connection and we didn't know what connection meant so connection meant maybe learning something new about yourself maybe trying something new um maybe risking in a space and 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 uh expressing a part of you that you are afraid of expressing 
And that is through conversations and dialogues that are designed as games. Mm -hmm. But then it evolved into a space of tapping into collective wisdom, which is when one person is in the room and I give them a, a, something like a, like a problem to solve, it's different than when, I, when there are two people in the room and I give them the same problem to solve. It's different than when there are five or 10 people in the room. It's different than when there is 20. It's not like one plus one is equal to, it's like one plus one is equal to something that I don't know, I can't even define. So the collective wisdom is this idea of emergent wisdom from togetherness, from all of us being together in the same space. That is a mystery. And that is something that I used to um, to do when I was designing mystery and spaces of the unknown. Mm-hmm. But now they're taking a different shape and definition. Because now these containers are containers of collective wisdom, healing, collective healing. And we're they are they they are becoming more and more simulating containers of healing from collective traumas, from traumas that we inherit mm-hmm. for, from our past, whether not just collective but also individual traumas. So we're I'm not a therapist at all, but I'm a, I educate myself all the time about the spaces, especially the ancestral wisdom and uh, collective trauma and and um, and all the techniques for figuring out how to bring people together and design a safe space for them and brave space, not just safe space. Um, so that has been really my biggest realization. This is where I'm at right now. This is what I'm trying to figure out. What are those containers doing? And it's quite interesting at this point. Uh, I think there's a lot of on which, which you described. I think it's quite overwhelming because you've got, you've got all these people that you can interact with in so many different ways. And they, I think the container is so empty, you can put whatever you decide to put into it. So it's really vast and it can lead you to any, any dimension, any realization you want to channel it towards at the end of the day. Yes. It's infinite yes, in terms of possibilities. Uh, thank you. For sure. That. that was really, it was good to listen to that. So I, Thank you for opening the space uh, and welcoming that. No, I think this it's a great potential, and I think a place like this is very corporate focused, and it's just focused on people grinding every day, coming from ninety percent of expats come from different parts of the world in this part of the world just to work. There's, I think, we need a space for humanity and to be, and just to exist and learn and realize. Besides, in your own private space, collectively as well, because there's a lot of realization as well to be done collectively, as you said, which is very true. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering, where do we go from here now? So who are you now as opposed to who you were back then? Ah. Uh, when we spoke about the Nasser you were and the Nasser you are now, so where so people yeah. can understand. I'd say right now I'm in transition. Okay. I'm in a transition of redefining redefining what belonging means to me. What 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 belonging and what community means to Nasser. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that process of like figuring out where I'm going with that. In in the that's an individual level. On the human lab, I'm figuring out how it will unfold, figuring out 
how that collective wisdom and those containers can be tailored towards the biggest needs within our region. Because the Human Lab is focused on the Middle East and North Africa. Mm-hmm. So and instead of tailoring, tailoring it towards just um, glo- global problems to make it more local and make it more relevant to where we are. So I'm figuring out what those needs are and I'm figuring out how I can channel these beautiful containers that, as you said, are so flexible and can be tailored to anything towards the biggest needs. So that is unfolding and I'm unfolding as well in the, in the sense of driving the process. What the hell, where, where, yeah, where that, where processing it, but also processing individually why I'm doing this work mm-hmm. and what does it mean to me specifically? And also like just chasing and figuring out what's going to happen after I leave social media. Like what's going to happen being in quarantine and someone who spends a big part of their time at home. And I do not know how belonging community will look like to me. Will I be more lonely than, than I have been? Because I feel like I have a sense of loneliness that is always like a friend with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's going to widen, that loneliness is going to widen, or I'm going to find a different way of defining community. So I'm in that space, that space of unknowing, that space of transitioning. And also it's a space of knowing. I have a certain level of knowing in where the human lab is and in where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a mystery in where I am right now that I'm really curious scared as well mm-hmm. i'm actually scared and i have no idea how it will look like six months from now 12 months from now a couple of years from now Isn't that the especially with that everything that's happening around the world especially with everything that we don't know about what's going to happen with the world true and what's normal going to look like in the next three months or six months or one year as well but don't you find that exciting as well that you don't know where it's gonna look like so the possibilities endless but i guess and just looking in terms of goals and definition of where you wanted to be in terms of growth but i think there's a certain at least i find a certain charm about the unknown it's the surprise of going towards something unexpectedly without expectations to me i think that's uh yeah you just manage to surprise yourself it's perspective i guess as well how you look at it uh but that's great i think it's uh it's great you're going towards that path without even not knowing for sure where you're going to be going, but still going ahead with it because you believe you want to discover and find out and discover and grow and go to that process as well. A transitioning, I think you're always tra- in transition because I don't know, do we ever arrive? Unless you decide you arrived and that's where you want to plot yourself and you think you've arrived, yes, I guess. But I think the journey of being in, in this continuous uh, this continuous being of transition or just continuously being in transition so you've never arrived but you're always going and moving because I think change is the only constant right and that's if there's no change I don't know I I, I rather enjoy the change than be you know just be the same throughout because I think being the same is so knowing it's more of knowing what you are and who you are and being in that comfort zone, but that's not 
to me, it's not exhilarating. It's not challenging. It's not interesting enough. You want to be in transition. You want to be going towards the unknown because that's more exciting. That's the way I look at it, at least. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there's absolutely. So much, there's it's like... so much wow to look towards that, I think. I think when you know what you, where you're going or where you are, I think you're just like, okay, what's next? <laughs> at least that's how I feel. Uh, it's um, a form of controlling when I... When I know where I'm headed, I'm deceiving myself. It's an illusion of control mm-hmm. that I know where I'm headed because I have no idea because when COVID hit, yeah. everything that I thought that I knew that I was going to do, it's gone. So, and, and, and COVID is just uh, an example of, of like so many things that happen small at a smaller scale as well on a daily basis where they remove that certainty that we have. And I love that what you said about the change, that just life is, is a constant change like life is always going to change and i think that's not so when i see and when i look at it in myself it's like when i stay the same or when i resist change or when i fix my vision of myself and when i know where i'm headed i'm actually living in the past because everything else will still change around me because the universe will still change and it's the simplest example of the, the, the sun and the moon and the, and, the, and the earth cycle and, and everything, like our cycle, our internal cycle within our body. Like, it's just everything is changing. Seasons are changing. True. So if I am the same, I'm living in the past. If it's spring now, I'm living in the summer. I'm living somewhere, maybe even a couple of seasons, a couple of years multiplied by seasons. I have no idea. And I think living in the past is a form of trauma, mm-hmm. being stuck in old patterns that repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, that's, um, that's a recipe for uh, unfulfillment and a recipe for loneliness and a recipe for um, like a, a, a sense of not, not enoughness. But I, I love what you said about like, I just love to be. And be is a form of presence, being in the present moment, mm-hmm. which is changing. Because yeah, this moment changing. Yeah. <laughs> has changed just right now. <laughs> We're constantly in motion, which is, which is, yeah, I think it's, I think there's some magic to it, just being in that present, as you said, just this magic to just being and just letting life, experiencing life as well. But there's so many looks, there's so many takes to it as well, because the people who want to do things, the people who want to achieve things, people who want to plan things, people who want to drift, people who want to flow, people who just want to, yeah, question everything, which is great. And I think that's what that's what that's what we said early on, which we, I guess the part which was not recorded about the enrichment of perspective, right? Everyone's got such a perspective we learn from, and it's so enriching to understand these perspectives that can change your life. Um, so, what's next for you in terms of uh, the human lab? You don't know. I mean, you told me what you're planning to do with it, and are you are you have anything else in the books that you're planning to do besides the human lab right now? Um, draw. I I'm just getting this idea and this like this calling for just opening a piece of paper, which I already started doing, and just having a pencil and starting to draw. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing to do with like I've maybe the last time I drew before like I started drawing now is when I was a kid, like I was maybe in classes or like I can't even remember. So I just want to draw. I want to draw more stuff, and I want to find ways of communication through drawing. Um, I find that fascinating and it interests me. And I think that would be something that I would be doing in my time um, on the side as well, together with the human lab. 
Okay. Uh, for the Human Lab, there's something that's emerging right now, which is like we're theming every month right now around a certain theme or topic relevant to our region. Mm-hmm. And we are writing about that through the help of the community. So we're calling for information and getting information and wisdom from people in the group experiences and over stories, Insta stories. We're very active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we're using that information in writing what we call the collective ebooks. Mm-hmm. So they're like small ebooks that we write every month. So we started this month, um, just the first month. And the theme is about the success myth and the idea of like how success is viewed around us and internally within us. Um, and uh, just redefining that and, re- and understanding where it comes from. Ebook, that's quite interesting. Wow. Because I was in a doc, like I've interviewed around 150 people and I was, I, it's about life and happiness and success was a question amongst those questions that asked people, 78 questions. And yeah, from the 150 people I've interviewed, I've got quite an, it's a, it's all perspective, what success means to everyone in life. And I think it's, there's a lot of conditioning as well that that's gone into nurturing people to believe what success is in life, which is, and I think it's such a sham in so many ways. But yeah, I think we should yeah, have that conversation offline. Uh, about, yeah, so how could people get in touch with you if they wanted to? Where could they get in touch with you? Uh, I have my website. And on my website, you can find my email over there. And um, I'm not going to say social media handles because they're going to be gone anyways by end of October. Even your work, uh, but so right now, your personal book, both? Social media handles. To be uh, so I have, uh, so I have my personal website and I have the Human Lab website. I can share those uh, with you, and you can add them for people to yes, approach it if they want. Um, there is an email for the Human Lab. There's a personal email for me if people want to reach out. Okay, can you share it with us? So it's it's a podcast. So if you can just spell it out, please. Oh, absolutely. My person, my website is um, www naseral.com which is n-a-s-e-r-a-l.com uh-huh. and and over there they'll find my personal contact and on the human lab it's the human lab.net p-h-e human lab.net okay that's good thank you uh one last question i want to ask you uh how do you see the world how do i see the world mm-hmm. um If it's in the present moment, how I see it, I see it grieving right now. Like I see the world in these con- like these times, like this specific time. I think it's grieving. There's a lot of grieving that I'm sensing in my body from my personal experience and from me sensing and being in connection with others' experiences. Um, if that's what you meant by the question of how it is in this moment right now, or generally. <laughs> My question is very generic, but it's open to answer how you view, how you would like to answer it as well. So it's very Yeah, generic. I think it's changing. Yeah, it is changing in every moment. And I would answer it in this moment in this way. Like right now, I see the world as a, I think, um, like, I, I sense, I see a ball that is just rolling. Mm-hmm. And it's rolling in different direction and it's, it's grieving and it's losing and it's becoming smaller at some times, but also like there's a lot of resistance to that grieving process. So yeah, a rolling ball moving in different directions and like kind of confused and, and shrinking in size. Okay. Wow. I think that's a very <laughs> humanistic perspective more than <laughs> as 
as we adapt to this whole new situation, and that's the way I look at it. It's very interesting. Uh, what advice you have for people who who are looking to leave the corporate world or do something else besides and they're not happy doing what they're doing, whatever they're doing? It's, um, it's a very difficult time to think even about leaving. I think it's like uh, I'm, I was blessed to have left it and I'm sure you kind of like maybe feel the same that it's there, there, those were better times to leave a job back then when, when we left them because you could find a job easier like later on maybe there are not so those uncertainties that we're living now so anybody who's thinking about leaving right now or thinking about that they're unsettled in what they're doing right now whether it's a job or it's a business or even in, in their like being here whatever that is um I would say that to do everything that you're not doing now. Mm -hmm. So if you're at this moment thinking so hard about figuring it out, the best thing to do is to do the opposite of this, is to really just be in a state of silence and stillness and just do nothing. And at the same time, if you are in the process of setting goals. Like I want to figure out and set goals here and there. Maybe the best thing to do is to let go of goals that you set for yourself or pictures or images or visions of the future that you set for yourself. Because I think that what we resist persists mm -hmm. and whatever we hang on to mm -hmm. is going to constrain us. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm thinking that I should leave this job or I hate this job, then I am stuck in the hateness and in the wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. And that's a story that I will be stuck at. So what is the opposite of that? Or what is the contrasting picture of that? Is what I'm recommending and inviting anybody who's listening to embrace that side. And often it's often, it's often about slowing down, being in a still silent space, connecting with nature, connecting with solitude, because those places are rich, those places are energizing, those places are places for um, grieving old stories and welcoming new ones and welcoming new possibilities. Possibilities are always there, you're right. You gotta embrace and be open to everything that comes your way and that's the only way you figure out what's gonna come your way and yeah, who you can become. Uh, is there anything you'd like the audience, uh, I mean, add to, add to the show, or say to the audience before we close? I want to invite everybody to just grieve, like just allow allow the world to come in. If there is a resistance to what's happening right now, I think the best thing that we can do at these times is to let the world come in with all the storms and with all its difficulties and the pains around us and to feel them all however we can at this moment because um, whatever is really like stuck wherever we are stuck at or wherever we are right now is because the world is trying to let go of a big weight and a burden that we've created for ourselves for so long, individually and collectively. And I think the best thing that we can do as a individuals and as collective is to just 
receive it all, welcome it all, whatever that is, welcoming all, which is like the great and the and the and the worst, and whatever it is, how you want to label it on both sides of polarities. That's I think that's what I want to leave the audience with to think about that. What else have they not welcomed yet that is calling them to welcome it? Well, I think that's a good thought for people to leave. I mean, leave people with, leave them pondering about their their actions. I guess. Um, and follow Vikas as well. And follow Vikas yeah, and yeah. all the episodes. <laughs> follow Vikas, yes. <laughs> we we Listen wanna, to we the class, but don't follow me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nasser. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming aboard and sharing it. Apologies, you missed a lot of it in the beginning, because I didn't press record, and we had a great conversation as well. Thank you for putting up with that and repeating quite a bit of it. And uh, well, I look forward to being in touch. And if anything I can help you with, let me know. And uh, I'll see you soon. I hope. That's Thank fine. You guys Thank for you listening. very much. I'm gonna have Nasser's uh, website and I'm gonna Nasser's yeah uh, human lab and personal website mentioned below. So you can reach out to him directly as well. And uh, yeah, if you find it interesting, please leave us comments below. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, yeah, so that's, I think that's a good close. Well, thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed that. If so, please do subscribe. Until next time, happy Mondays.